It's Saturday, December 2nd, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The Biden administration is slapping tough new regulations on the oil and gas industry, requiring operators to plug methane leaks and stop burning excess gas with flares. The regulations also mandate regular inspections of facilities to make sure the planet-warming compound is not escaping into the atmosphere. Administration officials say the methane rule, which will be phased in over the next two years after two years of contentious debate, will cool the planet and improve public health. Industry groups say it will put some owners of wells out of business. For the first time, the EPA is set to require both new and existing methane sources, pumps, wells, compressor stations, and other related operations to comply with the agency's environmental standards. EPA Administrator Michael S. Regan announced the final rule Saturday at the COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai. The EPA estimates the new methane rule will prevent 58 million tons of methane emissions from 2024 to 2038. In political news, the House voted Friday to expel embattled Representative George Santos over allegations the New York Republican stole money from his own campaign and committed other misdeeds in only the sixth expulsion from the chamber and the first of a member who wasn't a convicted felon or a member of the Confederacy. Lawmakers voted 311 to 114 to remove him, above the two-thirds House supermajority required by the Constitution. While almost all Democrats and many Republicans supported the move to expel Santos, more than half of GOP lawmakers said he should not be expelled before his criminal case had been resolved as it would set a bad precedent. Another consideration for GOP lawmakers was that Santos's expulsion narrows Republicans' thin majority ahead of contentious votes on issues including Ukraine aid, border policy, and the advancement of an impeachment probe of President Biden. At 221 to 213 now, the party can afford to lose only three votes if all Democrats are opposed, down from four previously. In other news, a federal appeals court has ordered the state of Texas to remove a 1,000-foot floating barrier deployed in the Rio Grande River to block migrants from crossing the border illegally. A three-judge panel of the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 2-1 to one Friday to reinstate a lower court's ruling that the barrier illegally blocked the river and should be taken out of the water. In a September ruling that was later put on hold pending this appeal, U.S. District Judge David Ezra ordered state officials not to expand the barrier and remove it from the water. Texas authorities installed the string of orange buoys anchored by concrete blocks in the river near Eagle Pass, Texas in July as part of the state's broader Operation Lone Star border enforcement effort. But the barrier failed to deter migrants who instead crossed the river and walked into Texas at other nearby spots. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said in a statement posted to X that the state would seek a rehearing before the full Fifth Circuit and take the case to the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary. And Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court and its most powerful justice for much of her tenure, died Friday at age 93. O'Connor, who retired in 2006 after nearly 25 years on the court, died in Phoenix of complications related to advanced dementia and a respiratory illness, the court said in an announcement. 
Justice O'Connor was an Arizona state judge in 1981 when President Ronald Reagan, fulfilling a campaign pledge to break the male monopoly on the high court, selected her to succeed retired Justice Potter Stewart. She ushered in a wave of women marking firsts in the early 1980s, along with America's first woman astronaut, Sally Ride, and the first woman on a major party presidential ticket, Geraldine Ferraro. A daughter of the American Southwest, Sandra Day O'Connor blazed an historic trail as our nation's first female justice, Chief Justice John Roberts said in a statement. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.